Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. You think you know me? at some point if Edge comes and of course as soon as the interview so you know just, excuse me guys Ooh, uh, just my Ooh. luck so um, yeah Ed, now boy Edge looks old now though I, I mean I'll tell you you can see it in his face dick, just how old he is. You know, I'm just saying you can see in his face just how old he is oh there's a spear beautiful oh there's Randy Orton anyway guys uh, I, I got one eye peeled to the TV uh, one headphone off so that I can listen to the commentary and just watch Randy Orton here. Um, but anyways, we are back. It is Monday. Uh, there's the crazy facial reactions from Edge. I love that. That's the Edge I know and love. Um, and uh, yeah, we're back. We got uh, the icon with us. We got Granny Hoekster here. We got Otto Von Clutch. And uh, we got another three-guest show. But four one thing, uh, guys, well, no, four is next week, I believe. Um, I, mean, I kind of cleared that up, but I uh, wanted to talk about a little bit of what I mentioned to you guys off the air last, uh, off the air earlier today, and that was um, just how disappointing WWE pay-per-views are, not necessarily from an action standpoint, because there were actually a couple of matches that I, I enjoyed last night at Elimination Chamber, Um uh, it just you're, you're, me. You're, I mean, it was it was quiet you're, last you're, night. It was. You're, you're, you're just figuring out now that they're bad. Well, no, I you know they they've been bad in terms of the product that they put out, 
for quite some time, but I actually enjoyed some of the matches last night. I, th- I think some of the storylines were pretty cool. Some of the action was pretty good, uh, but the crowd was crickets. And, you know, part of what makes, part of what makes the pay-per-view so good and what makes the action so believable uh, is is if the crowd gets into it and the crowd buys it. And, I, I mean, even right now, with, with Edge attacking MVP in the ring, uh, the crowd is the crowd is losing their mind. They're going nuts. Um, you know, but back in the day when now again, I know that they don't have a superstar on their roster like this right now. But you used to watch, you know, you used to watch Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, Undertaker, Kane. You know, those guys back in the day that the legends, even Edge and Christian beforehand, Kurt Angle, like those guys, the pop that they got and the crowd reaction, whether it was negative or positive, from the whole crowd chanting, "You stuck at Kurt Angle." To, you know, to them, to them going out of their minds for Stone Cold to, you know, even right to censor as, as stupid as they were, got some negative crowd reaction, the crowd booing and all that stuff. So I, I just, I would rather have a crowd boo the shit out of somebody than just not do anything and just sit there. So I, I really think that, you know, the fans are not buying and believing what WWE is putting out right now. And I think that obviously the hottest storyline in the business at the moment is between and Randy Orton, which is weird. And uh, there should have been an Edge Randy Orton, at least the two of them should have at least been there. There should have maybe been a name in rig segment, an attack. There should have been Elimination Chamber really meant nothing last night. I mean, it was kind of just a set up. You know, obviously we had to find out who, you know, uh, Becky Lynch was going to face and things like that. But it just really just didn't hit home as an instrumental and important pay-per-view to me. And 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 the crowd showed them that. The crowd was, as as you said, Otto, before uh, before he came on air, it was it was cricket after like the third match. So I just, uh, you know, I'm disappointed in the crowd for the people that spent eighty, ninety, hundred dollars on a ticket and then just sat there. Um, but I'm also kind of disappointed in the fact that. You know, you look at some of these WrestleMania cards now, and you know you've got WrestleMania oh, this year. You've got, you, you, you've got Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Who the hell cares about that match? Uh, you know, you've you know got. There's Goldberg. a lot of people that probably do. So you've On got a positive icon, sixty-year-old Goldberg. What? I mean, he's he's a champion. What? what? You know, I don't know. I'm just I'm just ranting, but I mean, I, I just don't like what they're doing right now. It's just me venting. Me venting. I mean, you know, it would be nice if the WWE would start smelling what they're stepping in. Really, seriously. Uh, honestly, yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, you know, it, it smells like it smells like Winnipeg on a summer night in in, in, in oh, the Jesus. Wow. And uh, so you guys can pretty much imagine what that's like, you know. Winnipeg is a beautiful place. Yeah, I've never been to Winnipeg personally. I know Icon doesn't live that far away from it, but only place I've ever been in Canada is Montreal, uh, and and that wasn't that bad. They've got some really good strip clubs up there, so I'm okay with it. But uh, anyway, Icon, um, go on and tell us a little bit of uh, who we can expect to talk to here tonight, who some of our guests are going to be, and – you know, what, what we've got on tap for this fine evening. Well, uh, this week we got a big show, of course. we got uh, Phoenix Kid, 
Uh, he's a uh, he's a luchador, so he's going to talk to us. That's going to be fun. And uh, we have the let's just call him the wrestling photographer to the stars, Wayne Palmer. We're going to have him on, and the one that I've been waiting for for a while. Uh, she is built like a brick house. She is built like a uh, elimination chamber. She's built like uh, the Eiffel Tower. She's just built. She is W O A D, and uh, she can talk to us. So uh, destruction. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say woad. W O A D. What is that? What does that mean? Desiree D. Rose. Ah, yes. She's gonna tell us. I'm not gonna tell you. She's gonna tell us. All right. All right. She can tell us. And we also have Maverick from Knox Pro Academy gonna talk about his uh, upcoming trip to the Philippines this Friday, where he'll be uh, teaching a seminar with WWE Hall of Famer Rakishi to the Filipinos out there, and they'll be uh, nice, talking nice. about their upcoming uh, new company that Knox Pro is expanding with, is uh, WWA, the World Wrestling Asia. Nice. And, and, you know, there, there's so many great uh, promos out there. And, and, you know, I saw something last night on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, guys. Do you guys remember oh, uh, SEW, Florida Championship Wrestling? Yes. That uh, that seemed to me like it's a whole hell of a lot more interesting than NXT. Or what, whatever happened to uh, SCW? Bro, SCW became NXT. Oh, it became NXT. Yes, uh, yes. It's just okay. like that was. Yeah, exactly. So basically, okay, that was like they they changed their gimmick to NXT. Okay, because so I'm kind of like the real early up. early days. Oh, uh, okay, because I'm, right. I'm sitting there going, I think I like this better than NXT. Of course, you know, they showed you some of the big stars that we have now that went through there, but it makes sense that they would change into NXT. That 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 does make sense. So, all righty. Well, then never mind. <laughs> but uh, anyways, and, I got uh, Granny. Uh, I also how have, you been? I have a few announcements oh. for the show. Uh, there, there are people that like to uh, hear what's going on in the icon's life, so I'm let's hear it, icon. I want to hear it because uh, our, our guest is at delayed here a few minutes. He's going to be calling in shortly, but uh, this coming Saturday, uh, the icon is going to be live on television. Uh, nice. They are they are uh, uh, honoring the the 1994 Farmer South Girls Basketball Championship team, which I was uh, proud to be a manager of. And uh, I cannot wait for that. And also, nice. uh, the NDSU Bison men are one win away from going to the big dance. They will either play IPFW or UND. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I was supposed to be there at the tournament uh, this week, so I was not going to be on the show this week. Uh, but uh, because I got screwed by my former employer, uh, I, uh, uh, I, am, uh, I didn't get to go. So, and uh, uh, I'll say this. You guys remember uh, when Scott Hall first appeared in WCW? Yeah. Uh, that's the exact same promo I cut on him when I, when I left there. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of want to picture that, honestly. 
Well, I, I kind of want to. You guys want a war? You want to go to war? Here he goes. You got one. But are they honestly really gonna go to war? I, I mean, is this really is this is this one of those far from over situations? From over, especially the way that uh, I mean, they they packed all my stuff up out of my uh, out of my cabinet and they dumped it out in front of my apartment. Uh, you apartment dick. Yeah, they really did. Man, but hey. So, well, the way it sounds, we don't know if Icon will be on next week or the week after that, because who knows? He sounds like he's on rocky edge right now. He's about to give someone a fucking Stone Cold Stunner. Icon, may, he may be in jail. Anyway, Icon, uh, we do have the first guest on with us. You uh, you cut off Granny, but Granny, we'll get to you in one second. I know uh, you said you had a long weekend. You're kind of tired, um, but that's totally fine, but... Uh, I do want to hear a little bit about how your weekend went, but uh, first we're going to get to this guest. I got a two eight one number. Yep. Yep. All righty. So I'm going to uh, step aside for one sec here, get this cough under control, and then uh, I'll be back on. But yeah, I'm going to put them through. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring with us right now. The one and only, he may be the new kid on the block, especially in Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Phoenix. Kick. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. That's amazing. That was amazing, bro. I don't know how to respond either. That's wild. That's, that was good. I, I'm down with that. Let, let, let's keep that going. Hell yeah. Well, if you want to go ahead and cut that promo, then we'll go ahead and talk to you. Yeah, I mean, none of us know how to respond to him either, so don't feel bad. Right, and then I'm like, uh, promo, and now I totally forgot everything I was supposed to say because that totally threw me off. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, if you ever want yourself a personal ring announcer like uh, Alberto Del Rio did, (laughs) uh, that was my audition. You're you're, you're high on the list. You're high on the list. There you go. Oh, man, so I'm supposed to say promo, and I totally yeah, forgot what I was supposed to say. Okay, give me one second. Let me look it back up, because I totally forgot now. All right, okay. I made someone speechless. I'm happy. Okay. Right. It's all right, Phoenix kid. Dropping the ball. Dropping the ball. Hey, it's all, all right. right. You're in the spot. You're good. <laughs> hey, it's the Phoenix kid. You're listening to the Attitude Live era. Uh, as to air live, Ooh, I, can, we, can we do live again? Go ahead, um, yeah. with, your, with your host, Woo, the icon, the big swig, and granny holster, and being kid, of course, because, I mean, that's the real man. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll try and edit that and make it work, but as long as you got the name icon in there, I can edit everything else. It's just me and I, Nancy, so we'll go on either. So, uh, uh, yeah, Phoenix Kid is our guest here. Uh, We have uh, 28 minutes here with uh, Phoenix Kid. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then uh, I'll kind of ask you some questions, and we'll kind of go over a little round-robin session, then we'll come back to me and ask you the tough questions. So give us a little background. All right. My name's Phoenix Kid. Um, I originally started in Alaska. Um, This is my fourth year um, wrestling on shows. Um, like I said, trained in Alaska, um, been all up and down the West Coast, um, now residing in Texas, and still kind of just doing a little bit of everything. Um, that's that's the gist of it. 
Well, you know, uh, as uh, as we're kind of uh, as we were kind of researching uh, uh, you for the show here, and uh, we did not use Wikipedia because we got sick of uh, getting screwed by them. But uh, you know, you have an <laughs> interesting in-ring persona. Uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit how that uh, came about with uh, with the cool mask and all that? Oh, for sure. So um, my biggest thing, um, kind of like my sophomore year, the baby, the baby years of YouTube, I discovered um, FMW wrestler Hayabusa, um, and pretty much from there it was like I really want to do death matches. I really want to be a death match wrestler that wears a mask. Cause you don't see that very often. Um, and then even the name Phoenix Kid kind of comes from a derivative of Hayabusa, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna be the when I was that age, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be the new Hayabusa, but then I realized I. I'm not nearly as athletic or as big, so just kind of rolling with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's kind of where that, all of that came from. And I was like, well, I can take elements of the things that I, that I thought was cool about Hayabusa and um, his alter ego age and kind of bring it into my own thing and try to make it work. And, you know, with that being said, you know, uh, when you, uh, when you uh, decided to, uh, you know, wrestle in a mask, uh, did you uh, uh, have the mask designed for you? Uh, did you design and have someone make it? How did uh, how did your uh, your mask come about? Um, it was kind of a collabo effort. Um, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted. I kind of knew I wanted something kind of a fusion of a dragon and a and a bird, you know, kind of deal going on. Um, so I kind of somehow found like a little like a baby sketch of it just to try to get an idea, and then the, the guy who did my mask kind of took care of the rest after that. And uh, now, when you, uh, and I, I don't want to keep talking about masks, now, do you have uh, more than one, or do you just have the one that you have and maybe a stare? Um, I have I have a couple of them. Um, one got destroyed recently um, in California, but um, I do have a couple of them that I kind of alter alter in and out and I have one specifically for death matches so that's kind of the deal right now I'm kind of in the process of getting two more made um those the current ones kind of run the course so trying to get a couple more made um I'm switching up uh, mask makers as well to try to see see what we can get going on and uh when you uh wrestle uh do you consider yourself to be a baby face a heel an in-betweeny or are you what the crowd says you're going to be I'm whatever the crowd wants me to be. Um, if they're if they're out there and they're feeling what I'm doing, then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that they're happy. If they're out there and they're trying to trying to heckle and try to trying to steal the show, then I'm gonna make sure they know that I don't appreciate it. I'm gonna let them know what's up. Well, Icon, very rarely do you see, and I've noticed this. Very rarely do you see a high flyer or a luchador type um, that that's a heel though. I mean, nine times out of ten, at least maybe in the wrestling that I've watched, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the times they're, they're super faces in that regard. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of interesting that you kind of can have that heel aspect as well because uh, usually that's saved for the bigger, brawny kind of intimidation guys uh, to be the heels. So uh, it's kind of cool that you let the crowd kind of tell you if they like you or not, and then you base it off of that. That's interesting. Right. Sorry to interrupt you. With that being said, you know we have Hindu Kid. We have 24 minutes. So with that being said, Granny, uh, we have a potential uh, uh, wrestler that you could have some fun with. 
What do you have for our a wrestler? A potential Phoenix heel. Kid? Okay. Uh, yeah. Hi, Phoenix Kid. I, I am Granny Hulkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan. And Granny don't like the heels, and I like to talk smack to the heels. So, yeah, if you were being <laughs> a little bad guy that night, I think I'd have a lot of fun with you. Now, I know you said you reside in Texas. Now, Granny has a lot of wrestling friends who I consider my wrestling family all over the United States. And I have a lot of wrestling friends that wrestle down in Texas. And I don't know, you may know some of them. I don't know, but I don't, who do you wrestle for when you're down in Texas? See, that's the, that's the funny thing. I, I literally just reside here. I hardly. Oh, okay. You don't. Okay. You just reside there. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you wrestled anywhere in Texas or you know what, but I have a lot of friends. So I guess one of my questions is, um, what has been one of your most challenging matches you've ever had to do? Um, challenging. Mm, that can go a couple different ways. Um, the direction I'll take it. Um, one of the harder ones I had was a international five way down in Mexico for um, Donut Twenty Three. Just the language barrier. The, it was a completely different style. Um, something Lucha Extreme is a little different than death matches. So it was it was super super challenging, especially being the foreigner and that six hundred people not liking you from from the jump. <laughs> but um, that was a super fun match, and I can't wait to actually go back down there again. Wow. Well, you know we have uh, we have a lot of good wrestling here in Arkansas where I live. We just had a few federations just start running shows in Arkansas, so Granny doesn't have to go all the way to Oklahoma to watch wrestling all the time. But maybe maybe you need to I need to get you up here to Arkansas. To a couple of our wrestling companies that wrestle up here, and have you have you come wrestle in Arkansas? <laughs> right, and, and that's the thing. I like I'll look around to different states, um, kind of states closer. Cause going to California is fun, but it does become time consuming. So I do look mm-hmm. at um, places like Arkansas, um, not so much Oklahoma or Louisiana. I don't play the licensing licensing game, but um, I'm always open to traveling different places and trying to what else is out there because I like I like seeing different talents and I like seeing what different crowds react to well Granny could get you hooked up with the promoters for, for both of these companies that I'm very familiar with one of them I am actually they made me president it's called Arkansas Championship Wrestling and they actually made me president of their fan club before they even had their first wrestling show so nice. I'm, a, I'm a big huge fan of wrestling I love wrestling Wrestling is amazing. Uh, okay, Icon. We got, we got uh, 20 minutes here with uh, Phoenix Kid. Uh, let's uh, kind of circle around. Uh, Autobahn Clutch, what do you have? Uh, you're from California where his mask was destroyed. Did you have anything to do with that? Go ahead. <laughs> What's going on, Phoenix Kid? Autobahn Clutch here, man. Hey, What's my up, brother, man? I have a quick question for you. How was it wrestling in Puerto Rico, man? Oh, Puerto Rico was insane. That's what I um, want to hear. I want to hear some of those stories, my man. Uh, that was so much fun. So um, I made my debut in Puerto Rico here um, this past January, and that was probably – that made me, like, kind of reignited wrestling for me because I was kind of at the point where I was like, eh, this might be my last year. I'm kind of over it already. <laughs> but um, that really made made things different for me. Um, 
seeing how much the fans love wrestling, whether you're um, good guy, bad guy, whatever the case may be, they love wrestling, um, and they especially appreciate the more violent matches um, that, that I'm able to bring down there. So I'm actually um, going back, um, can't say dates yet, but um, definitely looking back, going back at least twice this year for sure. I mean, that, that that crowd out there gives you some strong heat. I mean, were they throwing AAA batteries or anything like that? I mean, how was the crowd reaction? Oh, they, thank God they weren't throwing batteries. But um, the crowd, they were, at first, they were kind of timid because they didn't know, you know, how to feel about a random-ass dude coming from off the, off the mainland. So they were kind of just like, okay, let's see what he does. But once the match started kicking up and we started bringing in the chairs and the eventually getting to the fire and everything they were they were on it and um even the mayor of the um town we were in was in attendance and he was super happy from for the Beautiful. for the match from all from all accounts that came back to me so phoenix you're from you're from alaska i mean are you um are you a um an eskimo if you don't mind me asking <laughs> so so funny so funny thing everybody thinks I'm from Alaska. Totally actually not from Alaska. Okay, because I just I, you said you're from Alaska, so I'm like, okay, is he Eskimo? I mean, an Eskimo right, right. luchador. This is something I've never heard of. Right, right. So um, just kind of clarify it. Um, I'm actually a Texan. Um, I started in Alaska, however. Um, okay. I was up there with the army. Um, and just so happened thank there was a wrestling school up there. Yep, yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. But, um, yeah, there was a wrestling school up there. Um, that's where I started. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you may be familiar with one or two of the Alaska guys that are up there now. Um, I trained with most of those guys. And, yeah, after that, I kind of branched out on my own to do my own thing. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get where I wanted to get being up there. So I kind of went and did my own thing, and here we are now. Any any little bit of information you can give us about your training at all? Uh, I know you trained, you said, up in Alaska. Um, there is a school in Alaska? Yes, yes. So there's this – so until recently when it kind of really started kind of publicizing stuff, there was always a school up there, but, you know, only the people – if you weren't up there, you wouldn't know about it type deal. It's kayfabe. Um, uh, I wouldn't even say kayfabe. It, 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 nobody, nobody really put the social media they could use. Um, Word of mouth. It, yeah, they 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 were the worst about it, and I still think they're not the greatest about it. Well, hey, uh, it seems like get... what you're doing though, man, is doing really good. You're <laughs> you've been in the business for four years, and you're fucking just tearing it apart. Uh, you're gonna be at the Crimson <laughs> Cup over here on April 18th in uh, LA at the Southgate. Absolutely. Um, it's gonna, that, that's uh, gonna be fun. That's gonna be my first time back since I want to say 2018, like late okay. 2018. So, um. Yeah, first time back there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Um, that's that's actually going to be my return match. Um, I took a small about a month off from um, after taking a crazy bump at Agua. So oh man, it's going to be a, San Jose. a good time to come back. Oh, I love San Jose. San Jose is amazing. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you. Uh, that's basically what I have to have for you tonight. Uh, and big swing. You have anything to say? And Big Swing is still marking out about Edge. It sounds like so. I'll just keep. No, on no, no. I, I'm here. I just uh, I had I had to rewrite this whole thing down because uh, you kind of you kind of put a damper on my question because like I, I heard you're from Alaska and then I had a bunch of Alaska questions. And I was like, oh, he's not really from Alaska. So, um, but yeah, no. I, I basically 
looking at it in, in in the regards of where you got started, however, uh, we have talked to a couple of Alaska superstars, both men and women, uh, who have who have come through you know through the business, starting off up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you notice? Did did you notice that perhaps it was a little bit tougher to you know really win over crowds, or it was a little tougher to perform at the highest level up there as opposed to what you were doing down here or what you did down in Puerto Rico? Or did you find that that the Alaska crowds when you were up there are a little bit more receptive? Um, for me, I think kind of. It kind of be the in, the reverse of that, where the Alaska crowds were super easy. It didn't didn't take me long to kind of get my feet where I wanted them. And then once I kind of came down to Washington State, started coming into California, and et cetera, et cetera, it kind of really became that point of, oh man, I don't I don't know as much as I think I know. I really have to step my game up now because these, some of these crowds are way harder than anything I've ever dealt with, um, especially right. in California. Um, some of those crowds are really hard to win over. So if you don't it bring seems it, like when you look it. at it, I mean, uh, California being, you know, our biggest state, you know, top to bottom and, you know, high population and things. I think in states like California and in Texas, your home state, um, you know, they're, they're, they see so much of it. There's so many promotions in Texas. There's so many promotions in California. Uh, even the Washington state has quite a few. So, they see wrestling all the time. And so if somebody comes through there and they're kind of average, they don't really have a good gimmick, they're just kind of, eh, whatever, they just kind of fall to the wayside. I think like a lot of the times in Alaska, there's not much up there. So I think they appreciate everybody. But um, do you do you find that, you know, do, do, you, do you find that uh, starting in Alaska, starting in a place like that uh, has better prepared you? for everything you're going to see when you go on the road to different places? Or do you feel like if you would have maybe started in Texas or started somewhere else on the mainland, uh, you would have been a little bit better prepared and possibly be in a, in a different place? Um, I think if I would have started somewhere on the mainland or um, down in Puerto Rico or anywhere else, um, I'd be in a, we'd be having a totally different conversation altogether. Um, however, I think being in Alaska did make me um, kind of more hungry for it because it's like I know what it's like to not have to literally not have opportunities because one person, one or two people control control everything that goes on. Mm. So if you're not their buddy, then you're not you're not getting anywhere. Point blank. Um, so it really kind of prepared me on the business mm. side to be like, all right, look, this sometimes it's going to be like this. You got to got to suck it up and try to work through it. And I mean, I guess the last thing would be, um, you know, from, well, actually, now you, you kind of just summed it up with your answer there, actually, <laughs> uh, with what I was going to say about, you know, from the business side of things. So I actually, I got, oh, oh, actually, you know what, now that I think about it, when you decided to be uh, your style, the luchador style, um, is that, were you unique in Alaska? Uh, because there's not like, like, like were there, are there a lot of people doing that particular type of gimmick or the type of style up there? Or were you able to sort of carve out a niche because you did more of the high flying mask wearing stuff? Um, when I was in Alaska, I, I was basically a clone of somebody else. And this is like really before I started picking up kind of my own stuff. Um, I was basically okay. just a clone of the other small guy. 
and then once I came to the lower 48 and kind of really started carving my own my own path now if I went up there I would be something that they don't have okay okay huh see I, I was I was always wondering that because you know, I'm not a wrestler. I've never been in the business. I mean, I'm just a radio personality who has a sports talk show during the day, so I don't really know, you know, the ins and outs and grinds of the wrestling business. But I know that, you know, being, you know, the, the type of wrestler you are uh, has to, you know, it necessarily, you don't necessarily have the same advantages that you have if you're, you know, 280 pounds and, and jacked and, you know, all roided out and stuff like that. Like, you know, you have to, it seems to me anyway, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you have to work a little bit harder to carve out your path, uh, you know, being the style that you are. Uh, I'm going to actually just chime in on there, you know, me being a wrestler myself. Uh, sorry to irate you, Phoenix kid, but really no, at this point, if you listen to, you know, Phoenix's story, it's really groundbreaking, man. You know, he served his country. He went up to Alaska. He wasn't feeling the opportunities that were right for him. He went down to Texas. He's been just carving his way through California. He's he's out there on the grind. I mean, this guy just, it really sounds like Phoenix Kid is on his way on the uppers, and it's great to see that in this business. Phoenix, do you feel like what you're doing is groundbreaking? Um, I think... I think it's groundbreaking in a way that I'm not that um I'm not going the way of the other deathmatch guys. Um, where you'll see them all kind of gunning for G- GCW or the specific deathmatch companies. Where I'm not in any of those companies currently, but I'm the only one going to Puerto Rico. Um, I'm going down to Mexico to do things. Um, Phoenix, does it ever like get that. you? Does it ever get you nervous doing the deathmatches, knowing? Um, I mean, I, this is kind of a personal question, so if you don't want to answer it, please do not answer it. But when you do these death matches, do you ever get a little nervous wrestling these guys? Because, I mean, it gets bloody. It gets, you know, especially when you go down to Puerto Rico. I mean, are you checking guys' papers, or is it like it's all organized really well? Because, I mean, I've always been interested in that style of wrestling, but I feel like it's a very risky style. Uh, man, there's a, so there's a big trust thing that you're, you're even from that side, from the medical side, you're trusting that these guys are – are getting their blood work and getting getting themselves taken care of, and I'll I'll straight up ask guys. It doesn't matter to me um, if I'm not familiar with you or if I know I'm going to do something where it's going to be extremely bloody. I'll straight up ask if you're good, um, and I'm taking their word for it. You know, um, as, w- as far as on my side, I'm getting checked um, every six months, and I really need to up that now. Um, but um, I'm getting checked, making sure I'm good as well. So when the question does come up, I can honestly say, hey, I'm good. But as far as being nervous, I'm nervous for every match because anything can happen in any match. Oh, absolutely. It only takes 30 seconds, if that, for uh, your career to be done. You know, this is not this is not ballet. This is the real fucking deal. So, Phoenix Kid, keep grinding, bro. Appreciate you being on. Icon, what do you got to say about that? Well, uh, Phoenix Kid is our guest here. We got about nine minutes here left with uh, the kid. So uh, one thing I like to ask all independent wrestlers that come on the show, because uh, no one uh, ever answers it the same way, so I'm going to put it to you as a two-part question. Uh, one, uh, let's say that uh, a WWE official or an AEW official is uh, in the crowd. They 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 see what you're doing in the ring, and they uh, they they contact you. Say, hey, we want to offer you a contract. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And B. If you do get that million dollar contract, we know you got the drive to do that. Would you not big time us to still be our friend to still talk to us? 
well, first part, I'm not going to big time anybody, you know. Um, I'm always going to show love and support, and I'd probably come on the show just just because. But um, as far as if someone was in the if, – if somebody in the WWE was to offer me a contract, I'd, I'd probably take it realistically, but it's not something that I'm, like, looking, actively seeking. Um, as far as AEW, um, I'm kind of the same way if it – if it happened, cool, but it's not something I'm actively seeking. Now, if somebody from Japan wants to pop up and be like, or somebody in Mexico wants to pop up and be like, hey, you got a, got a big money contract for you, then, you know, I'd jump on that in a heartbeat. So so New Japan would be more of where you want to go with that? Um, New Japan would be cool, but um, honestly, Freedoms or um, Big Japan would be where, I, where I'd want to go. Or um, you know, in Mexico. You know, you know, the cool thing is about you know both Mexico and Japan is you know they take wrestling very seriously over there. There is none of you know, uh, there there is none of the uh, this or that and the other. It is it is a strict business for them, and they take it very seriously. And Phoenix, uh, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and I could... know. Go ahead. No, Phoenix. I mean, just because you guys were talking about the deathmatch thing in, New- in Japan, if you could wrestle any guy like that type of style, like if age wasn't a matter, like if it, you could wrestle anyone right now, like who would you want to wrestle in a deathmatch? Like who's your like ultimate opponent? I'm sorry, Icon. Oh, yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, so the two big ones for me right now is um, Casanova's Valentine, um, obviously, and then Bielento Jack who's actually um, a member of the Freedoms roster. Um, Lucha Extrema guy from Mexico went to Japan, and now he's been in Freedoms for years and tearing it up. One of those two would be right now my ultimate deathmatch dream list right now. Well, there it is, guys. You heard, you heard it here first. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Phoenix, I you. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Phoenix, excuse our guest. we got five minutes here left with uh, Phoenix. So uh, you know, I'm kind of curious with your uh, with your style and your persona. I'd like to know, have you tell us what your finishing maneuver is, what it's called, what goes into it, and uh, uh, we'll see if one of uh, us will let you take uh, practicing on us. So my my finish is literally just a bridging German. Um, nothing nothing fancy, nothing special. Simple simple young boy bridging German, um, and that's kind of my. My kind of hee hee ha ha nod to um, young boys in Japan because that's you generally their finish either that or the um, Boston Crab. So yeah, bro. I, um, I love doing the bridge in German. You don't see a lot of people doing it on the Indies. Everybody wants to try to lawn dart people. Um, so I like to show that extra finesse that I can bridge, bridge people. How how Dark Sheik would say, "Do you even bridge, bro?" <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You got a bridge. Uh. Phoenix is our guest here. We got about four minutes here before we wrap up. Uh, so, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out, see you, and uh, follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? <laughs> so, um, go my face, my face. <laughs> I wish uh, my uh, my Facebook is just Phoenix Kid Two D. That's where you're gonna find me. Um, my Twitter is Phoenix Kid CFR, and my Instagram as well is um, Phoenix Kid CFR. Um, you'll find me on there doing stuff, saying stuff. Uh, I try to be as active as I can, um, but real life, real life is real life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's kind of where you'll catch me at. Um, I don't do the Snapchat to um, wrestling fans. That's weird. Um, 
yeah, I'll make the GoFundMe soon enough. <laughs> Definitely. Just because Icon, right? You got to go make a GoFundMe. Pretty much. Maybe just for half. Well, everybody, everybody's doing fans only. I may make that soon. Oh, shit. Hey, you're, you're, you're talking about Snapchat, bro. You better watch out about the fans only. Shit's about to get real weird. Oh, yeah, but I'm about to make and, some uh, real weird money. Uh, hey, hey, you got to uh, make that cheddar player. I understand that. And, uh, Phoenix, I, I, I did send you an, uh, uh, an address. Hopefully you can uh, send us some autographs for uh, giveaways. Uh, we got our big Maui Madness show coming up. For our, uh, Dude, he ain't going to give nothing away, bro. Phoenix is smarter <laughs> than that. Oh, I'll give him my fans. I'll give him a discount to my um, OnlyFans when I make yeah. it. Hey, Icon, take his offer on that, please. Well, uh, like I say, we have we have a giveaway for our madness for our bracketing, so uh, uh, that's what they're used for. Uh, anyway, so uh, we have uh, Phoenix Kid here. We got uh, a couple minutes here before we got to wrap this up. Uh, let us know, Phoenix, uh, when is uh, your next match? Where it is? Uh, who your opponent might be? If you know what it is, and uh, if uh, you know about ticket information, so our fans in the general area where you're at could uh, come check you out. For sure. So my um my return back to the ring is actually going to be April 18th for um Crimson Crown Wrestling. Um, I'm going to be in a Four Corners of Pain match versus Fern Owens and um Terex, um number one contender for their um Supreme Violence Championship. Um, going to Crimson Cr- Crimson Crown Crimson Crown Wrestling um, Facebook page for ticket information because I do not remember it off the top of my head. Um, other than that, there might be a some small shows in in March just to kind of warm up, but if I do them, I'll announce them like the week of as they're happening. But probably gonna wait till to that April before I do anything else. So April eighteenth, uh, you can catch Phoenix. But Phoenix, is there any companies? We have a lot of companies that listen in on the show. Is there any companies that you kind of want to knock off the bucket list, or there's something out there that you really want to do? Is there a company that you want to work for besides WWE? Because I mean, there's a hundred other companies I personally rather go work for besides them. But I mean is there anywhere you want to go uh that you want to kind of just, you know, it's on your bucket list? Um, I don't really have a bucket list. I want to go wherever people want to see me. Um I okay. really want to go to Europe, like really bad. I really, really, really want to go to Europe. Um I really want to go to Japan. Um I'll be going back to Mexico, so no sweat there. But um I want to go cool. places people aren't I want to go places people aren't going. So if there's like some weird people in Dominican or somebody knows a hookup in the Dominican Republic or something like that. Let me oh, know. yeah. Go to the DR, my man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, a, I got a passport. I'm ready to use it some more. Let's go. All right, brother. You heard it here first. Phoenix Kid. He's the man of the hour. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Phoenix, we want to thank you for uh, joining us. You've been awesome, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get you on again at some point. Uh we, we've had a lot of fun with you. You've answered all our questions, and uh, uh, our fans are going to be watching out for you. So uh, when you get a spike in friends requests, you can know that the icon has something to do with that, and Attitude Air Live is behind you 199%. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming Thanks, on, brother. Phoenix, have a good day. Thank Thanks, you, Phoenix. Thank you. Phoenix Kidd, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we're waiting for our next guest here. Uh, calling in from a three 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 uh, or a three three zero number, and uh, yeah, they're on. All right, so if you want to put them through, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce them then. So boom, back to back, we got here. Okay, uh, once again, once again, I'm gonna try to get this off under control, and uh, I will be back. Just come to me when it's my turn. 
Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. As Ed used to say, for all of you with the benefits of flash photography, this man probably has one or two. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the photographer of the wrestling stars. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Wayne Palmer. Hey, this is Wayne Palmer. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. So, yeah, how are you doing today? Very good. Very good. good. How, how are you? Doing? I'm doing great. Well, well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, we have uh, Wayne Palmer as our guest here. We have uh, 30 minutes here with Wayne. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you're probably one of the more interesting guests that we have because you're, 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 uh, your business is more outside of the ring than inside the ring. So, if you want to give us a little background about what you do, then we could... Uh, ask you some cool questions. Well, basically, I'm just a photographer. I take pictures at a lot of the indie shows. I'm pretty well known in the Cleveland area, but I also belong to the Cauliflower Alley Club and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. So I go to those two venues. And like I said, you name it, I've done it around Cleveland. I also... I uh, had the opportunity. The, the WWE bought some pictures from me just recently. Awesome. That is awesome. Now, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame. I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of circle around the room. Uh, so, uh, now, being in the Hall of Fame, is, is that because uh, uh, they uh, – uh, because of your stature or because of some of the cool pictures that you've taken that were just iconic, uh, pun intended. Uh, tell us how that came about. Well, I just started going because one of my friends told me about the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I went as a fan. And uh, one thing led to another. I'm one of their official photographers now. When I go to the event in Las Vegas, I take pictures and submit them and they have a magazine called The Ear, which they put the pictures. There's probably about eight of us that do photography work. I met a lot of interesting people at the professional, at Cauliflower in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I love doing it. Now, uh, now being, uh, being a photographer, you know, you obviously have to uh, have uh, awesome equipment, the stellar equipment. Uh, do you have... Uh, when you're when you're taking pictures around ringside, do you have like like multi cameras? You have one that you use all the time, and you have a spare one. You have one like you use for a certain shot. Uh, how much how much different equipment do you carry to all the uh, to all the different events that you go to? I have a D, Nikon D six hundred full frame with an eighteen to two hundred zoom lens, and I use the zoom lens to zoom in. I do carry spare lenses and a spare camera, and I also carry a speed light, but a lot of times you don't need it. Uh, but I've been recently been shooting from the balcony instead of been shooting ringside. I yeah. shot ringside because we had a venue at a church, which I could do so very easily. And now since uh, AIW is on the Fight Network, they have 
camera people roaming around the ring, and I don't want to get in people's way. So I sh- I go I shoot where the uh, uh, the hosts do their play by play, and uh, where they have the ring camera up in the balcony. Wow, well, is that that's what they would call the hard camera, correct? The hard camera, yes. Right. Uh, we have. Uh... We have uh, the photographer of the stars here with us. We have Wayne Palmer. Uh, we got 26 minutes. Uh, we'll kind of go around the room, and I'm going to come back and ask you the, the tougher question. So, Granny, what you got for a guest, Wayne Palmer? Well, hello. This is Granny Holkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan, even though I've had a few wrestlers throughout my time as being such a big wrestling fan threaten to throw me in the ring sometimes. But, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that go to the Cauliflower Alley Club every year, uh, you know, referee friends, wrestling friends. I mean, and that's on Granny's bucket list is to eventually become a member of the Cauliflower Alley Club and be able to go out there for that event. I I would absolutely, I think I would just absolutely be in heaven if I ever got that opportunity to, to go to something like that. Gosh, this is such an interesting interview. I mean, I just love listening to you just, you know, tell your stories and share your stuff that you've shared with us so far. Um, For those people or for those fans that have never been to the Cauliflower Alley Club, like myself, what's it like? I mean, I, I know they have a lot of different events you can go to, a lot of different things you can go to. I mean, What's it like just to be a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club? Well, basically, it's held at a casino, the Gold Coast in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Anybody can join and be a member of the Cauliflower Alley Club. It's open to anybody. All you have to do is become a member. Um, mm-hmm. B. Brian Blair is the president. Yeah, he was a famous pro wrestler oh, and yeah. a very nice gentleman, and he's uh, running the club right now. They're a benevolent society. They give to wrestlers in need. So I've been mm-hmm. involved with some people that have been, I'm not going to mention their names because I don't want to, you know, make it public. But that's what it's basically for. Uh, it's held usually the last week in April. Mm-hmm. And it starts, it goes from Sunday through Wednesday. Sunday, they usually have a wrestling match. Monday, they have, you can register, and they have like a, a hospitality room where people sell mm-hmm. stuff and you can meet the wrestlers. You could talk to them. Uh, a lot of times, they don't charge to take photographs with them. It's it's this is a reunion. It's not a money making, uh, except for raising money for for the Cauliflower Alley Club. Mm-hmm. Monday night they have a second wrestling match, and Tuesday they have what they call the bologna banquet. When things are tough, wrestlers used to buy a pound of bologna and a loaf of bread. When they didn't have any money, when they were when they had the territories and they used to go from town mm-hmm. to town, that's when times mm-hmm. were lean. And then Thursday they have, I mean Wednesday they have the full banquet, 
And in between mm-hmm. that time, you have to be a member, but they have seminars, very interesting seminars. Last year, on the top of my head, they had one by Dory Funk Jr. and mm-hmm. Dr. David Schultz. Uh, this year, just off the top of my head, Tracy Smothers is supposed to give a seminar. But they have different seminars every year, and the person who handles that is Ron Hutchinson, who is a famous mm-hmm. trainer out of Toronto. He trained Beth Phoenix, Gail Kim. Um, geez, I can't think of all the ones off the top of my head. Christian and Edge. Uh, so he's involved with with the uh, seminars. Well, I've met Tracy uh, Smothers. I met. I got to meet him one time in Nashville at a at a independent wrestling show awesome guy and I know they just did I know some friends just did a benefit show a benefit show for him you know because he's fighting cancer right now yes, so yes I, I know they I know, I know they just did I know they just did a benefit show for him I believe it was in Dyersburg Tennessee I know a lot of wrestling friends that uh, came and did that show for for Tracy so I've been photographing Tracy many, many times when he used to appear in Cleveland at Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, and mm-hmm. uh, very nice guy. I'm, I'm pretty anxious yes, to talk. Yes, he to is. Him. And interesting nice. stories he tells. Um, oh, he can tell. I can only imagine. I can. <laughs> I can only imagine. All I remember. Well, maybe, is he maybe, wrestled, maybe, he maybe the someday. Bear one time. <laughs> maybe someday, Granny will get the opportunity to come to Cauliflower Island Club and be able to meet you personally. And, you yeah, know, I, 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 I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of well known at the independent shows. I mean, I've re- let up, I've met a lot of big name wrestlers over the years. I mean, my original granny shirt says, what you going to do when granny Hulkster goes crazy on you. Oh, and I was actually in, I was actually in Las Vegas last year for a international convention and I didn't get to see much of Las Vegas, but I actually took my granny shirt out there with me because one of my wrestling buddies wanted me to wear it and have somebody take my picture of me wearing my shirt out there in Las Vegas. So said they could say, Las Vegas will never be the same since Granny Hulkster came to Las Vegas. So, so. Well, I didn't know much about uh, Cauliflower. I uh when I was at the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame when it was in New York, one of the officers, mm-hmm. his name was Carl Lauer, who was a big promoter in the Los Angeles area, invited me out to uh, come to uh, Cauliflower. And I've been go- I started going probably about, oh, this is about my ninth year. And I look forward wow. to it every year. Oh, and I do have a, they do have you. web. They do have a web page too. Mm-hmm. They're on yep. and on Facebook too. So if anybody's interested in going, and uh, if you are a member, you get discounted room rates. The room rates are like thirty-five to forty-five dollars a night. Love Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? You can get to... you can get to sit in the bar. At three o'clock in the morning, and have drinks with Sergeant Slaughter. So I mean, that's the type of. <laughs> now that that would be fun. that would be interesting. That that would be interesting. He, he comes usually every year. He's very nice. He go, you know, like I said, you can you buy him a drink. You just sit next to him and talk to him. 
That would be pretty cool. Well, you know, I got to meet Ron Simmons one time and Tony Atlas um, last year. My husband and I got to meet them in an autograph signing. And Ron Simmons said, Granny, I have to really give you a really huge compliment. And I said, okay, you know. He says, you're that type of fan that we so loved back in the day that we don't hardly see anymore because I just, I love wrestling. I mean, I can holler at the bad guys. I've been told that I help make the show sometimes, the shows that I've been at, because the crowd, you know, they're kind of afraid to maybe sit there and holler or they don't know what to do or they don't know who to cheer for or who to boo. And I just tell everybody, say, hey, just watch me. I'll tell you who to cheer for and who to boo. And, you know, and, and I have, I've gotten, and I'm very humbled by that, I've gotten many compliments from a lot of big professional wrestlers because they enjoy seeing me at the shows that I attend to, that they've come to. You know, I mean, I've had dinner with people like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Tommy Dreamer, you know, which is a true honor for me. So, you know. <laughs> well, all the wrestlers say, if it wasn't for the fans, they wouldn't be nothing. It's the fans that make them. And that's one thing they try not to do is alienate the fans. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I forgot to mention they also give awards at Cauliflower every year. Oh yes, I they don't do. remember who, off the top of my head. Ray Mysterio's getting an award this year, uh, uh, and a lot of times they'll have famous presenters too. So you never know That's who's awesome. going to show up. Steve Austin showed up one year. I got an opportunity oh, wow. to meet him up and close. That's awesome. Uh, Wayne Palmer's our guest here. we got about uh, seven minutes here left with Wayne. Uh, let's go over to Autobahn Clutch. What do you guys for our guest? Wayne Palmer, we got 17 minutes. Go ahead. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Palmer. Autobahn Clutch here, professional wrestler trained by WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi, uh, Gangrel, and Black Pearl. Also, my manager is uh, the World Hawaiian from GLOW. She is a CAC Hall of Famer. But uh, thank you for coming on tonight, Mr. Palmer. Here's a quick question for you, sir. Can you uh, tell the audience tonight one of your first memories of, of uh, capturing uh, wrestling with your lenses or with your lens? Uh, yes. I was I was just a fan at the time, and it was at a Cleveland All-Pro show uh, about 1998. Okay. And I was just a fan in the stands. And one thing led to another. I started taking pictures at these backyard shows, and and I used to show one of the fellows the pictures, and he got into a promotions with somebody, and I started taking promo shots at one of the shows for their sponsors, and then people saw my work, and I got I one of the fellows befriended me, and he let me uh, take pictures at AIW, and I've been their photographer ever since. Wow. Um, is there any uh workers out there, professional wrestlers, that really just when you photograph when you photograph them, they just kinda capture you and you just kinda get caught up in the moment and you just you love to just photograph certain people. Is there anyone out there that you're like, Oh, I love to, you know, work with so and so? Who who's someone that you just love working with? I used to love working I used to love uh uh photographing the women's shows. Okay. And, and uh, the one I used to like to watch was Dory Prange. 
who's okay. Ruby Riot in the WWE right now. Yes, sir. And Sarah Bridges, who wrestled as Crazy Mary Dobson. I used to love photographing them. Okay. Um, is there any um, advice, because I know there is some photographers that do listen in on, on the radio show. Is there any advice that you can give to these upcoming photographers that, you know, I know there's a lot of photographers that try to capture these moments at these uh, events, and it's we are so thankful, the, the wrestlers are so thankful for them because, you know, they're part of our story. You know, the photographers, they're so important to me at least. Um, I always am very thankful for all the photographers that are out there that have captured any moment that I've done. Um, is there any advice that you can give to these up-and-comers? I mean, I know obviously you got to have a good camera, but what, what advice, like what are some of the things that you've done? I know you probably have put your own money in and traveled 10, 15 hours to go through the show to capture something. What is some advice that you can give to uh, the listeners? Uh, be respectful of the of the wrestlers. Uh, you know, a lot of times I used to photo, try to take promo shots, and a lot of them, psych themselves up before matches where like they try to get into character. So I don't bother them that way. I don't go in the back room and stir up. I I usually just stay on the outside and I'm respectful of, of everybody. That that's the one thing I would say. And get yourself good equipment. That helps a lot. Absolutely. And and uh you know, just thank you so much for coming on. You're just, it's a, your story is a very beautiful story. And you just, you know, with anyone, if you have a dream, you got to follow it. And, I mean, with you, you have that camera, you want to go follow it. Is there any been any events that uh, that have been very challenging for you to do? Like, have you had any, like, you know, death matches or, you know, when you were talking about how you like to take photography now from the balcony, um, is there was there any difficult times when you were up close to the ring that maybe – People don't realize, wow, when he got that photo, when Mr. Palmer got that photo, it was he was in a rough spot. Like, he's lucky he captured that. Was there any of those moments that happened? And uh, after that, Mr. Palmer, that's it for me. Well, the the death match is definitely, I was up and close with Drake Younger, uh, Necro oh, yeah. Butcher, and I forget the other gentlemen, and they were throwing bass carts around, light bulbs, and some of my friends who were on the outside were saying, watch out, Wayne, so you don't get hit or hurt. I've been Absolutely. hit a couple times by wrestlers accidentally. But I, I, what I do when I shoot, I use the camera like I, I use it as a viewfinder, and I watch the match through the camera. So when I see the action coming that, that way, I can pull back the camera because sometimes I put the camera through the ropes, and some wow. a lot of times the guys will, you know, I'm about a foot inside the ring, and I see a guy coming towards me, I pull the camera back, absolutely, so I don't absolutely. get clobbered. Only once or twice that happened, I got hit. And I mean, this is actually a, a, an interesting question I have for you, real quick. I'm sorry, just kind of kidding me right now. Um, you know, as you being a photographer that come in and you take, you know pictures of other wrestlers is there any advice that you can give to the the working wrestler out there that's listening in right now i mean you should be kicking down our photographer like if you take photos of us it's probably proper for us to ask for your paypal and maybe drop you some a little bit of cash correct i mean would you would I, you agree to that well i'm one of the unusual guys i do it for a hobby i don't charge anybody for anything okay this is a passion then. it's a passion and I think I'm respected for that. Anybody that wants any pictures, I'll make them a disc. I'll make them eight by ten. I've I've done promo pictures 
for people that are in the WWE right now that they use them as their promo shots. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you a little sideline. I know April. Oh, yes, the Royal Hawaiian, yes. I know her, and I know I know about six or seven of the Glow Girls. Hollywood, Lightning. I know them all. Hollywood. I went on a cruise with them. <laughs> I, I was supposed to be on that cruise. Luckily, we're not doing that cruise now, right? Uh, there is one be going bad on, but that might be called off, though. Yeah, I know it, I'm, huh? uh, I'm a little hesitant now if they if they uh, find a, if they uh, quarantine the ship, but it won't happen. Yeah, we had April on oh. just a couple of weeks ago. I was supposed to yeah. see him in Columbus, but they called the Arnold off. Did they really? Yes, they did. They called it off except for the uh, spec- the people... Doing the, wow. uh, like the events. The events are were held, but uh, uh, the uh, vendors and everything else. They're expecting two hundred thousand people to go, and they, the governor and Arnold Schwarzenegger, called it off because of the threat of coronavirus. I have a friend. His name's Frank Jansky, who does pit, who does who photos for the Indians and the Browns. He was there shooting. Uh, the individual events this year, this year, I'll have to talk to him when I see him and ask him wow. how it was. Wow. Well, I got to give definitely give her a call. That's amazing. I didn't realize that that went down like that. But, yeah, uh, they. Uh, that that was sad because they were supposed to do some personal appearances also. Oh, absolutely. Hollywood. Yes, yes. Well, well we Mr. Have, Palmer, uh, thank you. Uh, we have a. Uh, uh, Wade Palmer on with us. Uh, we have about uh, oh, we have about uh, ten minutes here left with uh, with Wayne. Uh, big swing. What do you got for our guest, uh, Wayne Palmer? Uh, he's a big. He's got some photographs of Edge, so I'm sure you want to talk to him about that. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Well, what can I do to get my hands on him? But but no. Um, just sort of piggybacking they, off they of. They uh, on my. They sh- if you go far enough back. Uh, Edge was at the Cauliflower Alley Club, and I posted those pictures. When Ron Hutchinson got his award as a trainer, Edge came to uh, hmm. to Las Vegas. I'm definitely have to check those out. Yeah, Edge is my uh, my. You might have to favorite, just go so back Edge. and because there's thousands of pictures, and I I just I just stack them upon one on the other on Facebook, and anybody's welcome to. Uh, Look at them, copy them. I don't. If anybody copies a picture, just give me credit. That's all I ask. True. Well, okay. So, sort of piggybacking off of Otto's question here, um, do you have? I know you've taken so many photos, and you've you've captured, you know, wrestling through so many different angles and so many different lenses, and and uh, you've seen so many different things that you've shared with the world, but. If you had to think of a particular favorite moment, I know there's so many, so it might be hard, but do you have a particular moment where, you know, if you ended it all tomorrow and said, you know what, I'm done doing it, I'm going to hang it up, that's it, blah, 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 you look back and you say, that was the one there, that was the shot. Do you have one of those particular ones, or do you have a couple yes, of them? I, that, that yes, I do. do. Yes, I do on the top that? of my head. I uh, you usually can't shoot WWE pictures unless you're one of their authorized. They have their own photographers. Yeah. The, 
The first year NXT went on the road, they went to the Arnold in Columbus. Okay. And I have pictures of Triple H and Hulk Hogan in the same ring together, clowning it up with uh, Jimmy Hart. I thought oh, wow. that was uh, <laughs> And I think those are on my Facebook page, the ones with Hulk. He was appearing somewhere else. He wasn't appearing with the WWE. So uh, that was Triple H's baby, uh, NXT. And they were doing tryouts at that time for for people interested in... uh, They're doing NXT tryouts at the Arnold. So was that a photo that you just happened to grab? Or, like, like did they know you were taking that photo when you took it, or no? No, they they, they... they, what they did is they jumped in the ring, and the Triple H was happened to be there, and Hogan happened to be there, and they were posing in the ring. Mm. I was I was sitting right on the rail, and JoJo was right was to my right, and Corey Graves was was sitting there too. So they all paid their dues coming up through NXT at that time. Awesome. And, you know, to have two legends, uh, you know, from arguably, and, and some people would argue this for both stars, but arguably the two biggest stars of the of, of each of their eras uh, to be in the ring together, plus the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, uh, was, was awesome too. So, yeah, that sounds like it would be a, a great photo to, to be able to get, you know, to be able to have captured uh, yourself, so that that sounds really interesting. Um, and also, do you enjoy shooting the the big time events? Like, so for example, you get the WWE with all the lights and all the production, all the pyro and the crazy video boards and all the big big production, or do you prefer shooting maybe a smaller wrestling venue where it has more, it feels more real, feels more kind of raw and natural? And you get the photos in there. Well, which one do you do? You like going big, or do you like uh, shooting the underground a little better? I like the small events because I like the fans' interactions. Because they interact okay. with the wrestlers, and the wrestlers interact with the fans. And sometimes you hear some of the most classic conversations between them, especially mm. uh, you know with the heels. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Granny. Uh, yeah, Granny knows all about that. Oh yeah, I, I, I've had my interactions with heels many a times at wrestling shows. But don't you don't you love it though? And they love I do. it too. I do. They love it too. I I saw Maxwell J. Friedman in his early days. Now he's with AEW, and he used to you know used to really get the fans going. Tracy Smothers is another one that's famous oh, yeah. for that. Oh yeah. Did, I had um, one wrestler ask me. Oh, go ahead, Big Swing. No, hello. Uh, you're good. No, I was just gonna say. I had one wrestler tell me one time. They said, "Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home?" And I grabbed <laughs> my keys out of my purse and I put my keys in my fist and I doubled up my fist and I got in the wrestler's face. I said, "Baby, I don't ha- need no curfew. I got keys to the building." Uh, I always get it because I'm, I'm, I'm not young. I'm in my mid-70s. And I, I, get, and I know these guys, and a lot of times they'll yell, get out of the way, old man. 
Oh geez. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And I'll and I'll yeah. be fifty eight in August. And I'll be fifty eight in you, August. So But Granny, don't you love the interaction at the indie show? I do. You can't do I that do. at a at a WWE show. A no. Big show. No. Even but the you know NXT maybe the early NXT shows you could have done it when they were getting it off the ground, but not now. Mm. Well two no. things I noticed. It's funny you mentioned interaction. First, the question before I forget was, do you shoot video as well or just still pictures? I have video capability. I shot early video years ago, uh, but I don't shoot it anymore. I let the guys, uh, SmartMark does most of the does the production at AIW. I just do the stills because it's just too too cumbersome. To, uh, unless you and then, would have a stationary camera that you would you know, set it up. But I'm happy just to do stills. And then you noticed uh, sort of the conversation that we were just having with Granny and the, and the interaction with fans. It's funny you mention that because I, I don't know if you watched, uh, I don't know, you, you could have been there, I don't know, but if you watched the Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view last night, there was an instance that I noticed where Kevin Owens came through the crowd to interfere in a match, and he was sitting on the announce table, and he's in character at this point, you know. And every once in a while, you'll see, you know, a wrestler, like, slap hands with the fans or fist bump a kid or something or whatever as he's walking away. John Cena was notorious for that. Uh, but Kevin Owens, these kids were, like, they had the KO shirts on and all that. And they were reaching out, saying, oh, high five, high five, whatever. You know, hey, they just, they just wanted him basically to look at them. And he was just in character, in his thing, didn't interact with them at all just kind of the kids were within maybe 10 feet of him. I mean, he was right there by the announce table, and they were on the barricade. He was reaching out, and I was just watching going, these kids, like, are, are they're wearing KO shirts. Like, that's not helping their, you know, them liking him. They're, they're going to think he's a jerk, you know? So I'm sitting there like, it's funny you mentioned you can't do that in WWE because these guys are so locked into their characters that uh, I, I just, that's funny you mentioned that because I noticed that last night. I was like, wow, he's not even acknowledging these kids and they're sitting right there with his T-shirt on. So, yeah. You basically kind of have to remember there's two two wrestlers. There's wrestlers in character and wrestlers out of character. You'll If you go to Cauliflower, you go to Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, you'll meet them out of character. And they're a whole different, you know, the whole different uh, ball game. Hmm. The people that I hated as heels that I met later on were some of the nicest people. I had Ole, I had Ole Anderson apologize to me because I told him a story when I uh, I went up and I was going to shake his hand in the casino and he turned around and started yelling and screaming at a guy. And I told him about this and he apologized to me years later, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> uh, that is pretty cool. Wayne Palmer's our guest here. We got about uh, 60 seconds. So, uh, Wayne, uh, to uh, help you out here, if our fans want to do uh, check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? I, I'm basically on Facebook at Wayne Palmer. All right. And, I use uh, my real I use my real name, and uh, you'll uh, let's see who am I with now? Uh, oh, I'm with the. Uh, Oh, oh, geez! I'm trying to think of the characters. <laughs> I'm with uh, uh, Insane Clown Posse. 
That's oh, yeah. my. I'm with them. We had them as guests at AIW. They were very nice. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, if I can stay in touch with you, maybe you can uh, hook me up with some of the uh, some of those guys. We'd love to have them. But yeah, you can uh, you can you can text me or on Facebook if you need anything. And if you need anything, right. and I'll be willing to help you out. Well, I will. Uh, I will be in touch with you. We definitely want to have you on again. If you want any certain, you want any certain pictures copied, I can go through my library and see what I have. I got a lot of photographs I never even posted to uh, Facebook. I started doing well, it when it became digital because it's a lot well, easier. Wait, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to contact you, and I know who each one of uh, our guys' favorite wrestlers are. And uh, we'll go through, uh, see if there's any pictures of them, like exclusives. Maybe you can make those come to me and I can give them uh, away to our guys as Christmas presents. I can do that. I have my own oh, come printer on, at home. I can, I can print pictures up. Well, I'll tell you what, Wayne, I, had, uh, I have a lot more questions for you, but our next guest is going to be calling in here shortly. So I do appreciate you taking time on your schedule. And, uh, you know, those guys uh, kind of sapped all my energy with all my questions. But uh, we would like to have you on again because uh, – my I'll be I'll be happy to do that. Awesome, thank you, Wade. You're awesome. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Wayne Palmer, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. Uh, our next guest should be calling in here shortly if she's not on already. Uh, so let me know. Well, we actually have two icon. Are we supposed to have two? The eight one eight is uh, going to be the fourth uh, caller. The fourth after. Oh, oh, that's 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 your guy there. Okay, so yeah, we have a six, seven, eight on icon. Yep, that's her. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, Thank you. I'm gonna put him through and uh, do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping onto the green room and walking down the aisle, she is what you would call the beast from the east. You never want to mess with this gal as she's stepping through the ropes right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you W O A. D, the double D, Rose. Hey, how y'all doing? Fantastic, honey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The uh, weapons of mass destruction. Ass destruction. Yes, the weapon of ass destruction, yes. That's right. Well, uh, we have uh, WOD as our guest here. We have, uh, well, we have about uh, 36 minutes here with uh, WOD, and uh, if we have to go over for our last guest, we'll do that. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of ask you some questions, and then uh, we'll kind of go around the room, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, get everybody uh, involved in this. So uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we can uh, go ahead and uh, ask you some questions. Um. Yes, uh, well, I'm the one-eyed, six-side weapon of ass destruction, or WOD for short, uh, Double D Rose. Um, and um, I've been wrestling um, almost 10 years. I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm the only female, um, only female wrestler ever with uh, one eye. And uh, with uh, with your wrestling persona, uh, you know it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pictures of you on uh, Facebook. Like uh, there's one with you with a ball and chain. Uh, that is uh, part of uh, your uh, 
your in-ring persona, correct? The ball and chain? Well, the ball and chain symbolizes uh, my buns of steel, my woad. Um, basically saying that how indestructible I am, how dangerous I am, and what you have to look forward to if you get hit by it. Uh, which uh, I, I think I will tread lightly because I don't know if I can take that. But uh, Yeah, you better uh, tread lightly, Icon. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, are, are you more of a, a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you what the crowd decides you're going to be? I'm, I am what I am, and that's if the crowd. It doesn't matter if the crowd likes it, if the crowd hates it. I'm the world. I'm the only ever one-eyed, thick-side world. It doesn't matter who I step in the ring with. The, the uh, outcome will always be the same. Basically, I give out free concussions. <laughs> oh, well, wow. With that, with, with, with that being said, uh, we have uh, our next uh, co-host here that uh, could probably have some <laughs> fun with you at ringside. Uh, Grady Hulkster, what do you have with our guest? Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I, 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 I don't think, you know... I could probably talk some pretty good smack to this woman, but I don't think I would really want to piss her off that much. So, I mean, yeah, she sounds pretty, she sounds like she knows what she's doing, but it would be fun talking smack to her because I, you know, I don't like the, I don't like the heels. I like to talk smack to them. I like to, you know, get the crowd, help get the crowd going. I mean, I'm just a big, huge wrestling fan. So in your years as a wrestler, what has been your most difficult match you ever had in your career? Well, I wouldn't even say difficult match. This is um, basically my up until 2000 and up until 2000 and December 2018, I've wrestled my entire career. Um, uh, of course, half blind. And then the only eye that I could see out of is I had a very, mm-hmm. very bad cataract in that. So um, ah. in in December 2018, um, I had surgery to uh, get the cataract removed, and I was able to see for the first time ever. And uh, wow. in March of 2019, I actually had my left eye removed to replace with a glass eye. So now that oh, wow. I am... Now that I now that I've got my vision fixed, I can say um, I'm freaking dangerous, and everybody who steps yeah. in the ring with me better watch out. So yeah, honestly, wow. wrestling wrestling like that that's li- literally been the hardest thing for me. But oh, a lot yeah. of people didn't know it. A lot of people didn't know about it um, until I told the wrestling world about it um, on New Year's Day of 2019, and. Wow. Well, yeah. So that's amazing. That was literally the hardest thing ever for me was wrestling like that. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously. Uh, we have uh, Double D Rhodes in our guest here. Uh, we have well, we have about uh, thirty-two minutes. Uh, we'll kind of go around. Uh, we'll kind of continue uh, around the tour here. Uh, uh, Double D Rhodes, I'd like to introduce you to our serpent boy, Otto Martin Clutch. What do you have for our guest? Yeah, right. What's going on? It's great to talk to the West Weapons of Ass Destruction. Otto Von Clutch here, professional wrestler. It's nice to talk to you, honey. Uh, Quick question for you. How was it uh, when you were wrestling with Evolve? I know you debuted over there. How was that? Uh, It was amazing. Um, I got got to be a part of the 
uh, one of the first ever female matches on Evolve Wrestling, and uh, so cool. although I didn't I didn't get the, the 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 win, it was still something to be a part of. It was something amazing to be a part of. I was able to step toe to toe with three other females. Um, one of them uh, were my tag partners, Kiara Hogan. So that was something that I'm really proud of that I had a chance to do that with her. Absolutely, and that's just a, a good opportunity. And I know that you do the stink face. I mean, I was. I've been trained by Rakishi for the past five years. Uh, how is it using the stink face? I mean, were you a big fan of Rakishi? Oh no, I, I don't. I don't do the stink face. Oh no, I, I feel me trying to recreate the magic that Rakishi has. <laughs> I'm only going to set myself up for failure. Rikishi is the, the goat. He's he's the only one I think that's capable of of being the stink face. So I that's something that I don't put in my arsenal because I don't think I'm on that level and I don't think I could ever be up to that level. Me, my finisher is the damnesia. And that is where I sit you down in the corner and I go from across the corner and I run full speed and I knock my bums of steel into your head. Like I said, I give out free concussions. So whether you choose to get up or not, it's all yeah. right. There you go. And do you feel like with the whole AEW John Moxley, with the whole, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> yours is not a gimmick; it's a shoot. It's a it's a real gimmick. I mean, you you have that glass eye. I mean, do you feel like they were trying to like, you know, they seen the success that you're having? And I mean, this is not even like it's it's. it's I hate to say that, but do you feel like John Moxley was kind of using your gimmick a little bit with doing the whole pass? No, not 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 at all. I like to think. I mean, I don't. I, I I'm I'm not sure if he if he knows. Who I am yet? Oh, I mean, honey, they yeah. know. They know about weapons <laughs> of ass destruction. Come on now, you're involved. You're out there. You're making waves, honey. So that's a good thing. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's badass. Like you don't play around. I was watching some of your work on YouTube, and I could tell you are not someone to mess around with. You worked with Joey Ryan. How was that? How was working that with was, the Master? That was amazing. That was coming right after. Uh, coming, that was me coming right back from my surgery. Uh, okay. Getting my eye removed, so that was like Damn. one of the those. That was literally my second match back, um, and uh, everybody was so hyped about it, and a lot of people didn't know what I was going through, and okay. like being able to work with him, being able to match his the King of Dong style with the weapon of ass destruction. That's mm-hmm. something that I will always 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 take pride in and I would love to have another freaking rematch with him because I think we just literally just got our we got our toes wet in the water and I know the fans would love to see more absolutely so on that note I mean what are some of these companies that you want to work out there with like what what are some of your bucket list or uh, companies that um, you want to reach out to. It's not the fact that I have a, a bucket list. It's not the fact that I have a bucket list. I'm willing to work anywhere. It, it doesn't matter to me because I know that I will, I will, you know, I will be great. I will be known because I am the first ever of my kind. Absolutely. Next in any other female that comes after me that's vision impaired or have any other, you know, vision problems, they're going to have big ass shoes to fill. And I literally mean big ass shoes. So it's not the fact that I'm worried about where I'm going to work, it's it's when. I know I am going to be a worldwide name. It's like I always tell everybody, to quote the great Thanos, I am inevitable. I will happen. There's nothing that anybody can do to stop it. And the reason I know that I will happen is because I know it, because I haven't happened yet. 
I'm the Ooh, first I, of I, my kind. I love that. I love that. I love that energy. That's the way I feel about myself, and it feels great to be able to talk to you and just to be able to connect with you like that. I hope nothing but the best for you. You really do Thank seem like you. you're just shining bright, and that's good. You know, just how we're all going to do. We ain't going to stop. We're just going to keep on going. So I appreciate you, you for coming on. We got we got the big swing here. He probably has a ton of questions. I know he's a big, big uh, fan of yours. Uh, but it was very nice talking to you, hon. Thank you. Thank you so much. <coughs> so, yeah, what's up? Um, not a wrestler, not really affiliated with wrestling, uh, just a radio personality who who likes uh, interesting things. And, you know, when I first heard the name, I, I should have put it together. When I heard W O A D, I was like, what the hell? And then when he said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So did you – was that a name that you came up with yourself? Because that's pretty creative. Or did you have like a manager oh, yeah. or something, or somebody yeah, no, who came no, up with that, it for that's you? That's all me. That's all me. Okay. Even the one-eyed, thick-thighed. That's all me. Because I figured, you know, when they see me, the first thing they're gonna see is my eye patch. So might as well, might as well make it a part of who I am. Make, might as well make it the one-eyed, thick-thighed. Because I tell people the only thing that's fake about me is my glass eye. <laughs> and it's funny because I've had people ask me, is my butt real? Do I get butt injections? How no, can, how am I able to withstand a steel chair hit to my ass without feeling any pain? And I'm like, I literally <laughs> have buns of steel, like literally. Yeah. So, yeah, the only thing that's fake about me is the glass eye. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah so, like, becoming the world because a lot of people that ask me, they say, well, what does it stand for? Does it stand for weapon of ass destruction or weapon of all destruction? And I tell them the same thing. It could stand for whatever you want it to stand for. But just so you know, there is only one, one eye, thick side, world. <laughs> See, I love that. I love uh, the, the the creativity of that. And, you know, I, I think that, being a wrestling fan, again, not in it, but being a wrestling fan my whole life, um, there are certain gimmicks that you see and you're like, eh, it's kind of corny, eh, I don't know. And there are certain gimmicks where you're like, all right, that works. And with yours, uh, you know, that that definitely works. I mean, that's something that, based on what we've seen from in-ring action, uh, based on what we've seen just personality-wise, I mean, it, it works for you. It's fitting for you. And uh, I mean, I guess uh, Granny asked you earlier uh, your toughest match, uh, and, and you mentioned your work with Joey Ryan and all that. Uh, do you have a particular favorite match that you've done? Um, yes, um, working with uh, working with Air Fox. Like I, I love matches with him. I I will wrestle him anytime, any place, anywhere. Uh, learning from him, uh, trying to get on his level. That's something that I'm always I continuously continuously strive to do, strive to aim for because I feel that he is one of the best wrestlers, if not the best, of today's generation. And in order to be the best, you have to learn from the best. You gotta watch what they do, you gotta see how they move, what you gotta pick their brain and see what works for you. And wrestling him always makes me up my game. Do you prefer wrestling men or or women or it doesn't matter? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Anybody can get these ones. Anybody, okay. man, woman, it doesn't matter. And do you often feel like, you know, you you sort of have something to prove? I mean, you, you you're a very confident individual. You can tell that just based on 
you know, seeing you in the ring, but also, you know, listening to you talk, you're very confident in yourself, but with your particular afflictions, you know, with the vision and things like that. And then also the fact that you do wrestle intergender, do you think that there's a lot of people who do kind of, you know, sleep on you a little bit and people that don't give you the credit you deserve and and, and you feel like, yeah. Do you feel like you got to go out and prove it all the time, right? Well, it's not the yeah. fact that I'm proving it to them because, like I said, I'm not worried about. It. I know I'm. I I will become a worldwide name because, like I said, I'm yeah. the first ever, ever, ever. So I'm not even worried. But it's something that because well, the way I see it, it's like when when something new comes about, you know, it makes everybody uncomfortable because it's something that they've never seen before, especially in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, we, we we need our eyes in wrestling. We do. We cannot deny that we need our eyes. Um, so the fact that, oh, hey, you have this, you know, this curvaceous female wrestler with the huge bones of steel, and then, oh, wait, what, she's wearing an eye patch? Oh, that, that's a cool look. But then they find out, oh, wow, it's actually real. Wow, this girl right here, she has a freaking glass eye. Hell, she'll take her glass eye right, right out in front of you and show it to you if, if, if that's what you want to see. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people are still hesitant about that, but the thing is, I have not, I've, I've already proven what I can do for the past nine, for the past ten years. Because, like I said, I just recently got my vision fixed in December, in December 2018. So my, up until that, my entire wrestling career, I've literally been <clears throat> blind. So before the eye patch, before me getting my vision corrected, I was a beast even back then. But now. And I feel that, you know, now I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's not, I wouldn't even say my heart. I guess wearing this eye patch makes me, it, get, it makes me remember that I am human. And it's it's kind of like my kryptonite, I guess. And it makes me, huh, I'm sorry? No, that, that's, a, that's a beautiful analogy right there. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm pretty sure it puts people off. I'm pretty sure... Some of my opponents, they may even be worried or, you know, afraid. But I always tell them, don't be worried about hurting me. You better be worried about saving your ass. Because trust me, uh, when you step in the ring with me, don't don't feel sorry for me. Don't pity me. You, If anything, you better be freaking scared because I see you. And when I see you, I got my eye locked on you. Well, you know, it's kind of funny how you say that because, you know, you mentioned uh, they better save their ass because, uh, you know, don't take offenses, but you you got a lot more ass to be saved than they do, obviously. But uh, uh, we have uh, WOAD Double D Rose is our guest here. We got about twenty minutes here with uh, the uh, the the experienced one, the Double D Rose. So uh, my question, and uh, I uh, I always ask uh, every independent wrestler this that comes on the show, and uh, no one has ever answered it the same way. It's a two-part question, and I'm going to ask you uh, some Twitter questions here. Uh, now, let's say that uh, you're an event, and uh, like a WWE official or AEW official, uh, you know, is at a match, and they they say, hey, you know, you probably uh, fit in pretty good with what we're doing. Uh, now, if they were to offer you a contract, two-part questions, that's something, one, that you want to do, and part B, would you uh, still be our friend and not big-time us and still talk to us when you get that million-dollar contract? <laughs> well, I can I can give an answer to both those questions, and that's yes, definitely. Yes to both. Yeah. There you go. It's on. Yes. It's, it's, yes it's on both. tape, everybody. 
so we have the Double D Rose here. Uh, we have 20 minutes uh, left with Double D Rose. So my next question is, you know, uh, uh, Adewan Cluster, you know, he was trained by Rikishi, and uh, you mentioned a, a little bit of Rikishi earlier, but don't you think that would be one hell of a tag team uh, between, with you and Rikishi in, in a mixed tag called uh, Baby's Got Back or something like that? Uh, that's something that I would love to happen, or or even you know face off against them. But definitely, definitely tag team. That's that's something that's that's like one of my one of my very few you know uh, opponents that I would love to get in the ring with. I mean, of course, I would love to step in the ring with anybody, and I'm you know, but definitely because I've watched him growing up. He um, he basically like. Watching him, he made me realize that your body could be your most dangerous weapon. And that's something that, I, of course, I take to heart. <laughs> uh, we have a – I'm going to ask you a couple uh, tweets here, questions. Uh, uh, a couple of fans of our show that are tweeting me right now. Uh, this guy likes to tweet his uh, – uh, I, I still don't understand his uh, tweet handle, but uh, his tweet handle is, what's wrong with the icon? And uh, he questions uh, – uh, he wants to know uh, your 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 status, your height and weight. He wants to know my height and weight. Yeah, that's an icon question. Come on, uh, that's not well, my question. I'll yeah, answer my that. Is, uh, my height is uh, five four, and my weight is uh, a full moon. So yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. Well, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, some uh, some of your matches. I, I thought you were a little. I thought you were taller than that. A lot of people think. A lot of people think that. But uh, nah, it's just the buns of steel. The buns of steel, you know, bigger. And a lot of people think, oh, that makes me. Is it? I'm obviously taller, but I'm, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just five four. I'm like I'm. I'm literally like a demolition ball with legs. I guess you could say. Uh, big man on campus. Uh, Three sixteen asks. Uh, if you were to step in the ring with a smaller statured opponent, uh, would you wrestle them the same way, or would you take them on a little differently because they're a little smaller? Well, tell him I said to uh, go go to YouTube and look up uh, Double D Rose versus Brittany Blake, and I think that will answer all his questions. And. Uh, with uh, your YouTube channel, uh, with the with, besides that match, what other match would you uh, want our fans to come check out? What is your favorite match out there? Um, well, I love the, the Joy Ryan match. That's literally hands down one of one of my favorites. Um, any any of my matches uh, against Ar Fox. Um, I love the match that I had recently up in New York against Jenna Van Muscles, that is something that needs to happen again because I feel she and I, we need to settle this for. So, um, but, yeah, all of my shine matches are on WWNlive.com, and they can check out any of my matches. And, of course, uh, the match I've had against uh, Natalia Markova, uh, Ariel Monroe at Rise, like, um, my apologies, uh, Big Swole at, um, at Rise, um, any of my matches, um, you know, just check them out. There's something from everybody for everybody, and I'm pretty sure it'll it'll definitely uh, leave their jaws dropped. 
uh, Rain the Ring asks, uh, do you have any uh, uh, title uh, title uh, uh, contentions uh, that you're going for, or have you won any titles in the past? Oh, yes, I have. I've been uh, uh, two-time, big-time wrestling uh, uh, female champion up in California. Uh, I've been the first ever WWE4 uh, heavyweight champion, female heavyweight champion. I've been the uh, Wally Russell, first ever women's champion. Um, I've had I've, I have, I've had a couple more titles. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, it's not the fact that um, I'm aiming for gold. I mean, if it happens, it happens, and it will happen. I'm not worried about that. I'm literally here to just leave a pile of bodies. So I can set, uh, leave my mark, and people can finally see what kind of destruction I can really cause. W O D Double D Roaster. Yes, we've got about 15 minutes. I, I got a couple more questions. Um, uh, Mike the Ring Rat asks, if you could have the icon in the ring, what would you do to him? I, I don't. These are your questions. They are not my questions. Why would I ask a question like that? You talk to yourself as a third person, and it's kind of creepy, Icon. Uh, I'll let her answer the question. Well, yeah, uh, the same thing I do to every to every opponent that steps in the ring with me. Try to give you a concussion as as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> I will. Uh, well, I'll, de- uh, I'll definitely decline that match. Uh, thanks to uh, Master Ringrat for writing that. And uh, final question from uh, uh, Wrestler Fan Eighties writes: What the heck is he writing? He's uh, <clears throat> who currently, past or present, uh, would you uh, would you like to have a match, uh, a dream match with, uh, for in, in, as female wrestler, past or present? Uh, definitely, uh, Jazz, um, Jacqueline, um, uh, I would love to get in the ring with Awesome Kong, um, and definitely have another rematch, have a rematch against Nyla Rose, um, any, any, honestly, anyone, I, you know, I'll tell you what, I think, uh, I think a, 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 a three-way match between you, Jacqueline, and Jazz, I think that would be really awesome. And, uh, you know, um, uh, what's her name? The, uh, guys help me out here. The, the glow gal, what's her name? Awesome Kong. Yeah. Well, I think you're Oh, um, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. Yeah. That'd be an awesome match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I, I'll get in the ring with anyone. It doesn't matter, man or female. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, because like when I when I, when when I step into that ring, I don't see them as my toughest opponent. I see myself as my toughest opponent. I always have to try to be better, try to uh, one up myself from my last from the last match. So I always always try to make myself better. But yeah, definitely, I'll I'll get in the ring with anyone. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, WOD is our guest here. Double D Rose. We got about that twelve minutes left. So. With, uh, you know, with all that being said and, uh, you know, all the stuff that you've accomplished to this point and all the stuff that you're going to accomplish, uh, is there any, uh, is there any kind of matches that, uh, that you won't do, uh, or is there any kind of match that you want to do that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Um, 
Well, um, honestly, I was just, it's not, I'm, I want to be seen more on a larger stage. Like, I'm the, the, if anything for me, I'm just trying to get myself out there more. And it's not the fact of a match that I haven't had or that someone who I haven't faced yet. It's not even that because I know that's all going to happen with time. I know it is. But <clears throat> now I just feel that the world needs to see who the world is. The world needs to see what W-O-A-D truly stands for. And uh, with that being said, if our fans wanted to uh... – Check you out and uh, see what you're doing. You got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, uh, we know you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got out there? Yes, I do. I'm on Instagram. Um, my at is um, uh, the underscore world on Instagram. Or if you just type in the search box, the world is T H E space W O A D. I'm also on Twitter. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm also on Twitter. If you, you can just type in the search box. Uh, the world, um, or my at is um, is um, at underscore uh, the world. Uh, I'm also on Facebook as the world, and yeah, and I'm on YouTube uh, as Double D Rose. Uh, yeah, and I have a couple of upcoming shows coming up. I'm making my first international trip in Mexico, uh, in Cancun. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. The world is finally going international, and I'm very excited about that. So, Icon, Icon, I had another fan question come in, and you talked about, uh, you know, a few things, you know, asking about what what she would want to do with whatever. Well, how about this? Uh, one of the fans came in and said, could we have Wayne Palmer film it, have the woe do her finishing move to Icon? It was one of our fans wrote in. They, they they said have her do the finisher and have Wade Palmer get a shot of it. That's, that's what they just said. <laughs> so this is long. I don't know if that's possible. No, no, no. Maybe just a concussion uh, medication, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I will say I will say one thing about uh, Double D Rose. She is one of the few female wrestlers that does not have a restraining order on me uh, because she doesn't I don't think she needs one. Yeah, she yeah. takes care of herself. <laughs> so, uh, uh, when, when you're out, you know, when you're out there wrestling, uh, do you try and get yourself out once a week, once every other week, a couple times a month, uh, every few months? Uh, how often do you uh, try and get yourself out there? Uh, I, I wrestle um, whenever I can, you know, whenever whenever I'm Whenever the 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 fans want to see me, you know, uh, I we have a place where I train at a WWE four. We have free shows every Thursday night, and it's located in Atlanta on one five two Cedars Drive. Uh, I wrestle a shine. I've been there since two thousand seventeen, um, and who knows where I'll show up next. <laughs> and uh, uh, once again, if you if you could tell uh, the fans. Uh, when and where your next match is, and uh, if you have ticket information and who it's going to be against? Yes, um, um, uh, this Saturday in Anderson, uh, Alabama, I'm going to be facing uh, Jordan Grace, um, and uh, <coughs> on the eighth, on the twentieth, and the twenty-first, I will be in Cancun, Mexico, uh, 
And uh, I will also be down in Florida for Mania Week. And we're just going to go from there. You know, uh, you mentioned being in Alabama. As one of our former guests would always say, roll tight on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think maybe she that. needs to come to Arkansas, Icon, where I live. Hey, she needs to come to Arkansas hey, and if they if if they're ready for the world, if they're ready for the bums of steel, let me know. Well, you stuff. know, you know, I got a couple federations here in Arkansas that I go to quite frequently, and there's one there is one lady that I would love to see you wrestle, and that's her name's Erica Torres at WCWA. They call her the American Witch. I'd like to see you wrestle her because <laughs> I don't hey, like her. Hey. <laughs> if they re- if they are ready for the buns of steel, then yeah, definitely. Well, I'm on Facebook. My real name is Lori Bird on Facebook, but I have Granny Holkster in parentheses. I can get you in touch with those promoters. Let me tell you. Hey, if, if well, they if they are fine with me giving her a concussion, then I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, uh, well. Her her man Double D might not like it, but I call him Double Dork. But you know he's a definition of definition Double D, and we've had him on our show icon, and you know that. But uh, yeah, well, yeah you, know, you need to come to Arkansas. You know, hey, I'm, I'm, I would love to. I I go where I want it, so I go where I want it. Speaking of that, you know there is one match though that I you know I, I you know Wode, I love you and. Uh, we had a guest on that I think would be a great match, and Granny might attest to this, uh, against the Stackhouse. Oh, Chelsea? Huh? Yes. Well, Ch- Chelsea's not – right now, unfortunately, Chelsea is not wrestling. She was training to become a wrestler, and unfortunately, her husband's former tag team partner kind of turned on, on Sam – and kind of oh. has not been very good to Sam and and kind of hit hit Chelsea with a chair a couple of times. And it's very upsetting to their five-year-old daughter, Lyric, that you have to try to explain why Uncle, why Uncle Drake is hurting Mommy and Daddy. So right oh. now, Chelsea has kind of stepped down from the wrestling. I think she probably still manages Sam, I think. And she might have even just stepped away from it right now altogether just because of um it's very heartbreaking to their daughter Lyric so to then try to explain why Uncle Drake is hurting mommy and daddy. Well so then let's so then Granny, so so then let's let's make a call to the bullpen, let's make the fans happy and, and, and have her be like, you know, there or ref or whatever she needs to be and have it be Wode versus Icon. Let's set this up. <laughs> we'll have Wayne Palmer film it. And we'll do this. Yep. We'll do this. Oh, there we go. There we go. I mean, Wode, well, you might have to come to North Dakota or Minnesota because he doesn't. He rarely leaves his home state. But if you're willing to go up there, uh, yeah, I, I think that'd be awesome. We could film it. I, Icon, Icon, would you take one for the team? Would you, would you take one for the team, Icon? No. Wode is our guest here. Oh, jeez. We got about uh, two minutes here left with uh, Wode, but uh, uh, I did, uh, Wode, I did send you uh, an address. I, I know that you'll take care of uh, that request uh, when you can. I appreciate that. And uh, we do uh, appreciate uh, you uh, joining us tonight. You've been awesome. 
And uh, like I say, I, I, I know uh, how good of a wrestler you are, so I tread it lightly. Uh, sometimes I don't do that. Uh, most of the time I cower in the corner unless you're, unless, unless you're up to me face-to-face and I unleash the beast. But uh, I do want to thank you for uh, being on the show tonight. You have been so awesome. And uh, if we haven't scared you too much, hopefully uh, you'll be willing to join us again. Definitely. And thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks awesome. for being thank on. All right. That was the whoa. That was pretty cool. She's awesome. That was pretty cool. And so, and uh, now, Icon, the final – well, here's the thing. In the final eight minutes, are we – is this – because I got to let the studio, like the station know. Are we planning on going over a little bit? Well, if, if we have to go over, we can go we, – we, we're, we're going over. over <clears throat> so bring them on. I, I, I'll put in a couple extra minutes for, for over Thank here. Thank you. So, we're going over on uh, this one. This is Otto Von Clutch's boy, I believe. Yeah, anyway. You are live. 818 number. We have not heard from him in quite some time. Uh, and and uh, I have to ask this before I bring him on. If he's Maverick, Icon, does that make you Goose? No, <laughs> Not Icon, excuse me, Otto, rather. Otto, does that make you Goose if he's Maverick? No, I am not Goose, but guess what? We have Maverick on the line, folks. This is a man that is going to the Philippines in less than three days. He's going to be training some of Filipinos' uh, new future stars. Maverick, you are live on the Attitude Era. Live. Let us hear it, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Attitude Era Live and welcome to the Danger Zone. My name is Maverick and I am Greatness. Just want to let everyone know out there who's listening, you're listening to Attitude Era Live with your host. Granny Hoekster, the big swing and the icon, and Otto Von Clutch, that's O-double-T-O. You guys can figure out the rest. How's everyone doing tonight? Very well, thank good. you, Maverick, for putting Granny first for a change. She deserves you know it, you know what? I'm ladies always usually the last one. One of these days, these guys will smarten up, but it's cool. Well, the way the icon writes the liner, Granny, he puts you last. So, I mean, that, that, that's an issue to take I up know, with him. Anyway, I know, but that's, I got to give props <laughs> to Maverick here for putting me first for a change. He's a well, real gentleman yeah, here, like you know. Real gentleman here. <laughs> Maverick, tell us about your upcoming tour with Knox Pro and WWA, the World Wrestling Asia. All right, it's going to be real exciting. For those of you guys who do not know, there's not really any big, huge, like, global wrestling companies in the Philippines uh, right now. So we're going to be traveling overseas uh, under Knox Pro Entertainment and Red Boxing International. Uh, We're going to partner up together, and we're going to go to the Philippines and run a couple clinics, uh, get the world excited for the WWA. The WWA is World Wrestling Asia. It's going to be a, a global wrestling company uh, for America. Asia. So it's going to be real exciting because we're going to be able to uh, – there's not really that many Filipino wrestlers out there that are on the grand stage right now. So it'll be great to get <coughs> them apart of the wrestling business. Go ahead. Um, does it feel like – I mean, how does it feel that you're going to be basically training some of the Filipinos' new biggest stars? I mean, you've, you've trained a lot of guys, uh, myself including – uh, how does it feel going overseas like that? I mean, the responsibility is on your shoulders. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you guys are traveling right now when things are crazy. How does it feel? 
You know, it, it's exciting because I get to give back to the wrestling business. Uh, uh, you know, wrestling, uh, you, those of you who are on the top, who are, if you're out there, you're listening to this and you're, and you're on the top of your game, never stop giving back to the people under you because you're never too high up on the pedestal and, and always give back to other people. So it's going to be wonderful for me to go out there and pass on whatever knowledge I've accumulated over the last 13 years under Knox Pro, under Rikishi, under uh, Gangrel, under the Black Pearl, you know. I get and to you pass all the knowledge that, that too. You trained with Rick Drayson for a, a year or yep. so before that. So you've been doing this for 14 yep. years. You're giving back to the community over there. That is just bitching, man. That's really good uh, that you're going over there. Yeah, that's really exciting. It's exciting. It's very exciting. And it'll be great for the wrestling business as a whole because uh, it won't just be WWE and AEW on the spotlight, you know? Yes. And they know get more competition. Absolutely. And, and Rakishi and uh, the Count of California Black Pearl, they're going to make some big waves, as we know. And uh, I know that you actually right now are a double champion for Devotion, I'm sorry, for Destination 6 Wrestling out in Barstow. You're their tag team champion and you are their heavyweight champion. I mean, what kind of responsibility is that? How are you going to juggle the two uh, the two projects? You know, it, it, it's fun, uh, but you're right. It's work. When you're on the top of any promotion, you're the guy everyone's looking at. You're the face of that company. So I, it's my responsibility to carry myself as a professional. And I'm going to be a professional for the face of D6W at the moment. And it, it, it's also, it's fun. It's, it's good to, uh, like I said, give back to the other guys in the in the locker room as well, and try and give some uh, some of the D6W guys knowledge as well. But yeah, it's fun being a tag team champion and a uh, heavyweight champion as well. But what, what what comes with it is now you're working double duty every night. You got to defend both belts. And I mean, big swing. I know you probably got a whole bunch of questions for Maverick because he is the motherfucking man. So what do you got for fucking Maverick, big swing? Well, I do. I do want to say first for those of you who are listening live, uh, in about two minutes, uh, it is going to cut off the broadcast and it is going to go into NBA coverage, commercial, and then NBA coverage or whatever. So, if you do want to hear the rest of this, uh, you can always go on BlogTalkRadio.com, look up Attitude Era Live, episode 140, and listen to the last uh, remaining interview after it cuts off. But um, I, I do, I do want to ask so. You're doing this tour in in the Philippines now. Um, yeah. Is this is this a whole new thing? Like like I understand you said there, there's not too many Filipino wrestlers who are in the mainstream cycle, <laughs> but is this the first time that you've really branched out to try to develop a particular area or go to a particular place to try to seek out talent and build talent? Is this a new endeavor for you, or is this something you tried to do a lot? <laughs> No, no, this this will be uh, new to me. This will be my first time leaving the country. I'm always uh, oh, ever. Okay. Uh, trying to, yeah, I'm always trying to share my knowledge with everyone, whether I'm inside the country or out, but this is my first trip uh, outside the U.S., and and that'll be interesting. Nice, nice. Definitely now, what, uh, what exactly is going to be, and again, if you if you explain this already, I do apologize. I've been in and out of the, uh, in and out of the, the, the station here, but, uh, what what will be your role exactly? Like, I mean, are you administration on this? Are you going to be hands-on, one-on-one training? I mean, are you going to be wrestling over there as like a kind of like a practice against kind of person? Or what what exactly are you doing in detail over there? 
Right now, it's going to be uh, taken as it comes. Uh, I'm okay. pre- I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hands on. Uh, I'll be I'll be in the ring doing the bumps, doing the moves with all these new guys, working them and teaching them the proper way to do things. It'll be it'll be a beginner's program straight up uh, as as soon as I'm there. Uh, so it'll be a lot of hands on. Okay. Um, uh, Rikishi and the Black Pearl will be overseeing everything. So uh, whether I do more or I do less will be up to them. And now, how long um, how long is your tour? Like, how long do you have to stay over there? Uh, I leave Friday and I come back nine days after. Oh, so it's it's okay. So it's a quick thing. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's a quick. It's it's a quick. Go ahead. There's going to be a so lot more. This is just the beginning, bro. They're just planting the yeah, seed because uh, Paul Crowley is yeah. putting on shows in Los Angeles. Uh, around okay. August, and they're going on tour, man. They're going on a 14-city yep. tour in the Philippines. Correct, Maverick? Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I thought already this was going to be more of like a you going there and going to stay there for a couple of months and build something and yada, yada. Okay, Who so, knows? so it's a nine-day. Okay. Who knows? Okay, he might have turned down into the road. That. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what, cool. that's what we do. We adapt. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go plant a seed for this uh, nine days, and then when we come back, uh, we're going to do some more marketing and a couple shows here in Los Angeles. And then okay. after that, uh, I, I know we got shows planned up. I can't really give up too much information. No, about that's fine. That other than what they put in the press releases, uh, they do have plans to run shows in uh, 14 different cities in, uh, across the Philippines. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Awesome. Any more questions? Well, we got Granny. We know Granny. She loves Maverick. She well, loves you know hair. what? You know what, Otto? I just, <laughs> yes. I am just loving. I am just loving li- listening to this interview because you know, I mean, being the big wrestling fan that I am, you know, I mean, I'm friends with Rikishi on Facebook, and I mean, I love watching Rikishi. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of wrestling, as you all know, and I'm just loving listening to this interview because this is such an awesome opportunity. For Maverick to get to it do is. this, I mean, I I'm so I'm it's such a honor and a privilege I'm sure for him to get to do this, and this is just amazing for him, and I I'm just it really, really enjoying this interview. And this is something that really like Sports Illustrated should be picking up on. This is something that you guys are only going to hear right here on the Attitude Live. This is something that not not a lot of people know about, but we're actually spreading the word right now. I mean, this is huge. Maverick, a man that's been in this business for 14 years, given his family, his blood, his sweat for us, for the fans, for myself, being his tag team partner. Maverick is the man, and he's going to go over to the Philippines, and I promise you guys, we're going to see – Maverick is going to take over some big, big shoes, and uh, Maverick's the man. That's just the way it is. It's so. going to be a shockwave. It's going to be a shockwave throughout the whole wrestling business, and I if, think. You know, so this and, is going to be fun. Thank you, I Icon. I want to hear your pretty voice. Well, no, I want to ask you this. Uh, you know, this show is to prove one thing about our show, and I want to let everybody know this. We, and I'm going to ask you a question too, Maverick, but we – uh, are the only format where uh, people that want to get information out there about wrestling events and stuff that they can come to, right. and we will give them ample time that they need to uh, talk about whatever they want to talk about. So if you got a wrestling event that you're promoting, 
And uh, you can go to at Icon Hellrest on Twitter, or you can go to uh, Scott Icon Hellrest on Facebook, uh, or you can go to uh, Off the Ropes because Facebook are a bunch of dicks, and they will not <laughs> let us change it to Attitude Era Live because they say it's combative or offensive. I still don't get that. But, Maverick, my question to you is, you know, going over the, the Philippines, you know, uh, do you have any, uh, you know, this is not a political statement at all, but with all the stuff going on with all the different viruses and stuff, that, does that is that way in your mind at all? Uh, or is that just something that it's just like tomorrow's another day and it doesn't bother you? I'm not going to lie. I walk a long, strong path of faith. So what's going to happen is supposed to happen. So I'm not worried about it at all, to be honest. And when you're when you're over there, uh, and you know you're doing you're doing all the training and everything, uh, let me ask you uh, uh, of this. Now, say that uh, some of the uh, some of the people that you train, uh, you know, they get noticed, they become really big wrestlers, and then you you know you turn on the TV one day, and they're like, "Hey, I train that guy. I train that guy." It's happened. Uh, it's know. already happened, Icon. It's already happened. I'm not going <laughs> to name names, but he's trained guys and women that are in NXT right now. He's trained women that were from the past in WWE. He's trained women <clears throat> and men that are in WWE right now. This is no lie. I'm not going to name names, but that is the facts of life. <laughs> well, I mean, know, damn it. He I needs mean, more recognition. Well, I understand that, but. I mean, how proud does that make you feel? To, it makes to know me feel damn doing. proud to know that to know that Knox Pro allowed me to be tag team partners with a man that is a genius in the ring. Maverick is very smart. I was with the WWE tryout with Maverick. I'm sorry, doing extra work. And let me tell you what, the officials of WWE love Maverick's footwork. They were just so impressed by Maverick. I mean, I'm telling you, Maverick is a fucking phenomenal worker, and uh, he is the future of this business along myself and a lot of others that come on this show. Well, you know, if, you know, Maverick, um, let's say that uh, someone wanted, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I know you don't, you know, uh, uh, charge people millions and millions of dollars, you they come to you. They come and see you, and you stretch them, and you take all their money. You break a couple of their bones, and take all their money. But if someone wanted to be trained by you, uh, and they uh, wanted to uh, get into the business, but they they've heard a lot about you, uh, you know, how could they? Uh, do, you, do you will you train anybody, or do they have to like go through like a, a certain wrestling test? Uh, how would you How would you do that? At the moment, I don't do private trainings. I am a head trainer at Knox Pro Academy in Los Angeles in Van Nuys. So uh, if anyone wants to come to Knox Pro, uh, it's Rikishi's school. Uh, It's uh, www.knoxpro.com. There's a section there where you can uh, hit them up. Uh, get and get all the information there about prices and all that stuff. I don't do private trainings on the side, so right now I'm exclusive with Knox Pro. So if you want to be trained by the best like I was, then you just gotta go to Knox Pro Academy. That's all there is to it, you know. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you know training people privately, but if they if they go to Knox Pro and they want to be trained by you and request you, or do they have to go through? Uh, do they have to go through everybody? Uh, they can do that. I mean, 
I'm not sure it really works like that, but uh, they can show I up and knock it happen. And, and yeah, I imagine it can too. Uh, just really, uh, if someone wants something specific done like that, all they got to do is speak up. Yeah. There you go. That's all it takes. And, if you uh, want a private our... class and you're already a Knox Pro student, just speak up. So uh, for our fans listening out there, uh, if they uh, if they didn't want to contact you, uh, how about you? You got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. Yes, yes, yes. My my Instagram is at mav underscore greatness, so that's pretty easy. Uh, if if there's any bookers out there listening to this right now, they can uh, contact me at maverickbookings at yahoo dot com. On the email. Here's a question for and, you, Maverick. Here's a question that probably yes, no one's ever asked you, and you know we're gonna we're gonna answer it right here. How does it feel being Maverick, knowing that WWE, those bloodsuckers that we love, do you? How does it feel that they took that name? They used Maverick. They obviously seen that you've been doing Maverick for 15 years, and they used the name. How does that make you feel, or does you just keep on just doing what you do? I mean, what does the future hold for Maverick the wrestler? Well, obviously, it's a little frustrating when other people start to use your name because then there's more Google searches right now. you got to filter your stuff through. So, so obviously, it's a little frustrating, but, you know, what WWE does, they do. You know, they, WWE is smart in a way they like to uh, – they watch the independent. They watch everyone. They watch every single one of us. Every single person who's been on this radio – like the girl before who who said that they might not know who she is. They know who you are. They're watching. And if they see something they like, sometimes they'll use it. <laughs> and I've seen it a ton of times. And Maverick is just, you know, one more example of that. Absolutely, Maverick. Well, thank you for coming on. I know there's probably some more stuff that you want to say. If you want to say it, say it now. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, where where Maverick is going in the future – I see myself going big. One day, you're going to turn on your TV and everyone's going to know who I am, whether my name's Maverick at the time or not. So I well, just, you know, just wanted to state uh, that. I, I just got to ask you that real quick. You know, uh, everybody's familiar with uh, Tom Cruise's character Maverick from Top Gun, right? So they got mm-hmm. coming out this summer. Now, uh, uh, that, that could play in your favor because everybody will see, like, Maverick on the big screen. You're like, Oh, wait, there's Maverick the wrestler. We should go check him out. Well, Icon, if you don't know, Maverick looks identical. He's he's a triplet. He has two other brothers. They're all twins. But Maverick is identical to uh, Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise is identical to, to Maverick, James the wrestler. They look identical. If you look at their faces, it's really, really freaky. We were at Universal Studios together, and people literally thought he was Tom Cruise with a wig on. They were like, whoa, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. It's no joke. It's Freaky man. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and 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 for those who are listening and followed the very early stages of my career, I used to come out in a full flight suit with the dog tags and the Top Gun patches and Highway to the Danger Zone with the aviators on and the whole shebang. So, so it was a it was a, it was a mirror of uh, the Top Gun. It was a throwback but over time you got to evolve you got to change and you got to uh adapt and so you you make your character better as you go well i'll tell you what uh, before we run out of time here i want to let everybody know who's uh coming on uh, next week uh we have uh kilgore 
we have Damian Legend. We have Onyx. She is returning. And do not forget the illustrious tag team. Uh, uh, and uh, they have not been confirmed yet. So uh, I'm not going to mention it right now, but we have uh, an illustrious tag team are with us uh, as well. So it's going to be a four-guest show. You, so you don't want to miss that. You dick. You just cut off Maverick. You just cut off greatness. Oh, my goodness. Give him a moonsault flip right now, brah. We got to cut him off right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there are certain times. We actually do have to cut off pretty soon, though. I am getting the uh, a thumbs up symbol here. So. The red light. Oh, the, the, the intern well, is talking shit, huh? Gotta love yeah, it. basically. Well, he's all nervous because well, he's well, like, dude, you're going like, to get me in trouble. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I own this. This is me. Hey, don't Relax. worry. We got the money flowing in. We're all good. <laughs> all right, well, let's thank go you for home. coming Everyone on, Maverick. We listening. appreciate you, bro. Thanks for being on, no Maverick. Problem. And uh, we would no hopefully problem. you'll come on in a few weeks or in a few months or whatever and let us know how the Philippines were. And, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's exciting things happening in the world of wrestling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe after a couple weeks, I'll, I'll have more to talk about. Yeah, Go ahead. Anytime you're wanting to join us, we're here for you. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Dead right, man, we, right. we, we will see you guys same time, same place next week, and hopefully, hopefully Maverick, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have too much fun in the Philippines, if you know what I'm saying. We will see you guys next Monday. Yeah, Dead man walking. You've done it now.